Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Seasons greetings and welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am J.P. Mosier. And we're here breaking down the greatest songs in modern music history. We're going to tell you what makes them great, why we think they're awesome, and why you should too. JP, how you doing today, I'm man? I'm doing fantastic. fantastic. I just finished hiking Mount Kilimanjaro Whoa. in the snow man. with a 90-pound backpack. Wow. It was quite... In- no, I've really done nothing but sit here and eat cookies for the past seven oh. minutes. Oh, nothing well, okay. even remotely active. That makes sense. I, but I mean, it's I, still fantastic. I mean, I thought you seemed a, a little bit lethargic, but it must just be the cookies. It's, it's the cookies. Yeah. Okay. Well, very cool. Uh, congratulations on all that. Yeah. Um, big, big seven minutes there. Yeah. Big seven minutes. Uh, okay. Now, we've had a good day. We've been uh, yeah. doing through a big, uh, big pot mix of uh, podcastness here. A little, uh, little stew of podcast. Absolutely. Today. We love. You know, you guys get these episodes every week, but we record these in chunks because we live two and a half hours apart. So we get together and we record them. We want to be in the same room. A lot of people, if you if you have a two-person podcast, one of them is done by Skype. And that's just not how we roll. Not us, man. We like to be in the same room. And so we get together. We record three, four. I think one time we record with five at a time. And then we release them once a week. Because we got to be, our energy is a same room kind of energy. And we don't prep. So we're like, we've got four hours to do four episodes. Yeah. So let's jump in and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like, we prep. But, oh yeah, we prep, but, but we, we don't, don't prep each prep other together. So I don't know what JP's research. No clue where this is. He going. doesn't know what I researched. I know we're talking about the band Orleans. Yes, today. we are. We're talking about Orleans and their classic soft rock anthem. Anthem? I don't really know. Soft rock hit. Dance with me. Let's get right into it. to the music just let your feathered hair blow in the wind oh man I just feel warm I feel it's a happy. love song I feel safe I feel covered <laughs> I feel cherished <laughs> <laughs> I just feel safe in the arms of Orleans you know what I'm saying I promise me and Rob didn't slow dance there <laughs> but uh but man we're it's good stuff that is the soft rock classic ballad dance with me by the band Orleans from two different albums, from Orleans 2, released in 1974, uh, which apparently you just can't find. I searched all over for the original version because it's apparently 
fairly different from this version. Uh, and it's also the version you know is from the album Let There Be Music, released in 1975 and released in 1975 as a single. Uh, it was the first top 40 hit for the band Orleans, reaching number six on the Billboard Hot 100. It was a legit hit. Um, and uh, the band's other biggest hit uh, that you would probably know is a song called Still the One. Uh, Still the One. Play a little bit. Got a little yeah. shuffle going on. Let's play yeah, a little we'll bit of Still the One. We'll play a little sampling one. of that. Still Stuff. That's just good, solid, classic, soft rock. Songs about staying together, not yeah. breaking up. Right? Just good love songs. Come on, take a listen, Taylor Swift. Exactly. You know? <laughs> All you Taylor Swift Come lovers on. out there, get you some Orleans. <laughs> Make you smile a bit. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, they're just happy. They love each other. They love their people. They just they love each other so much. Um, so this was written by... Band member John Joseph Hall, that's right, the very same former U.S. representative for New York's 19th Congressional District that you're thinking of. That guy, that's right, Democrat. The, the same one. Good job. Uh, the very same John Joseph Hall. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you might even know him. I don't know if you're listening in, in the Poughkeepsie area. Uh, you might he might know John Hall. Uh, who knows? I, you know, personally, I know The friendly neighborhood politician. Yeah. Uh, he's a big uh, uh, environmental um, advocate, and you know for some other things, and so turn to turn to a life of politics, but still rocking with Orleans to this day, this very day. To quote the guy from Godfather, <laughs> "They went free that very day." Um, anyway, don't know why I went there. So yeah, first top forty hit for Orleans, reaching number six on the Billboard Hot 100, and I believe still the one was their other hit, and it got number six, number five, five. yeah, just something there edged it out. in the same neighborhood. So they had. They're two biggest hits, uh, kind of right up there with each other. But they're still touring, not like every day. You're not going to go out somewhere every day and find Orleans on tour. But probably they still play shows. Weekends. I about. saw them the other night. Um, good stuff. Good show. Still good energy. You saw them? I saw them, and that's how we got the prize of unspeakable value. Hey now, if you've been following us on Facebook, you'll know that uh, you've got a little time after we release this episode. But uh, if you go on iTunes and give us a five-star review, uh, f- excuse me, a five-star rating, a positive review, we're going to take all those, round them up, put them in a cauldron, and pull out cauldron. one of the names. Because uh, we're witches. And send out a special prize to some, some Autographed lucky memorabilia, si- prize of unspeakable value from That's right. Orleans. That's right. Autographed for you from Orleans. So uh, JP procured that with his special ninja, uh, ninja skills. So... Very cool. Well done, JP. Well done. Thanks. Thanks. Um, We're just spreading the love because we love everybody just like Orleans does, you know? Dance with us, listeners. Dance with us. That's right. We want to be your partners. (laughs) Um, So John Hall also uh, did some solo stuff after Orleans never really broke up, but he just kind of branched into some solo stuff uh, on his own. He did a song called Crazy, parentheses, Keep on Falling. Uh, which I don't know, but I thought it sounded. I bet you will. Sounded, Have you heard it? Sounded pretty Let, good. Listen to it. You'll know the chorus. It's uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's from the John Hall band. Hey, this is kind of like doing the Meet the Band stuff. Let's just jump right on in. Hey, let's, let's do let's, it. Let's meet the band. Keep on falling, keep on falling in love, falling back again. I keep on falling, keep on falling in love. Well, you're crazy. 
Yeah. I don't know it, man. See, it sounds I thought cool. everybody knew that one. I like the way it sounds, but oh, nah, I don't know it. John Hall uh, plays the French horn. Of course. Wrote this song, plays the French horn. You know, it? that doesn't surprise me at all. Hang on. Okay, so we weren't going to necessarily talk about this, but th- their album cover to one of their other albums, not the one that we're covering, but it features all the members of the band just shirtless and kind of like... <laughs> it's an awful cover. Just hugging each other. <laughs> just just being lads. You just know, guys shirtless Just being hugging. shirtless lads. But when, but when you say that he played the French horn... It makes it all click. Sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm not. Ma- I'm not making any implications whatsoever, other than it makes sense that he played the French horn. Like it. That it makes sense that he was comfortable enough to just be like, "Hey guys, why don't we just all take our, let's shirts, take off our shirts off for and this take a picture? picture. <laughs> and just let's just get in here. You know what I mean? I don't know. Because you're still the one. Yeah. But uh, yeah. or maybe they just finished playing street ball That's and they right. were skins. Was... Like That's was, right. you know whatever, but. One way or another. That makes sense to me. Anyway, he was a writer for Janis Joplin and Sills and Croft before he started Orleans. Um, As we talked about, he's uh, a New York politician, U.S. representative for the New York 19th Congressional District, Democrat, uh, left in 1977 to do his solo work. Um, To me, he looks like a bald Max Hedrum. You remember Max Hedrum? Yeah, absolutely. Nailed it. Nailed it. Not Uh, really. He wrote the number one hit country song for Steve Warner, You Can Dream of Me. Now that one I know. You know that particular one? That one I recall. Even though you don't know crazy, you know this one? Yeah. Um, Had a big run-in with uh, George W. Bush over the song Still the One. uh, Still the One. Still the One. As he said, he never gave permission for him to use it. That seems to happen a lot. It does. It seems like every... Major election, I hear about so and so denied, you know, whoever the like, it just seems like politicians aren't asking. It you seems like I mean? that's a very lazy move on behalf of the Bush party to not look up if you're going to use a song and make sure that somebody big in the Democratic Party <laughs> didn't, didn't write, write it. I know, right? Yeah, that just that makes that took it's little true. effort. It's I mean, true. we do this once of. We talk about Orleans once in our lifetime yeah. in front of the public. Yeah. And they use an Orleans song every time they go out and they're in the public <laughs> eye. We have a viewing of about 12 listeners. Not, yeah. I mean, <laughs> more than that. But, uh, you know, and they have millions of people looking at them and they didn't take the it's five minutes to look up the history of the song. Yeah. It's one of those things where I guess they're operating under that. It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Or maybe they were but, going for the cons- – maybe they wanted the, the whole – any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, it's Maybe true. they wanted a little conflict it's to true. get them out there in the public eye. Because it just seems like that. Would, it seems like yeah, this guy's a Democratic congressman. You might be aware of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Pretty, pretty it's awkward. like you don't hear. You know, I, I don't expect to hear. Uh, you know, in President Trump's reelection campaign, him using a song that Joe Lieberman wrote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is. This is off the new Joe Lieberman mixtape, and uh, I don't do a very it's called good, Witch Hunt. Don't go very good uh, Trump. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's uh, that's John Hall right? uh, on drums. Wells Kelly, uh, drums, percussion, backing vocals. Started with a band called King Harvest. Um, his brother Sherman Kelly wrote a song that you'll know. Um, do you know King Harvest? Uh, mm. I bet you'll know this song. Do you know Dancing in the Moonlight? Play a little Dancing in the Moonlight. I bet you'll know this. I know I missed it with Crazy, <laughs> but I think you'll know Dancing in the Moonlight. Everybody was dancing in the moonlight. Dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's freedom, woman, right? It's such a fine and natural sight. 
can't say. Oh, for two. Yeah, I just maybe I just feel like everybody knows that song because that sounds like a song. It just sounds like a song everybody should know. Definitely, you know, like it's not a lot of depth in it. Yeah, it just sounds like something you would hear everywhere. Yeah, well, you know, certain songs like like Dance with Me. I I couldn't have told you who this was by until yeah. you were like, you know that Orleans song, and I'm like, no, and you're like, you know, Dance with Me. I'm like, oh, of course I know that song. Everybody knows that song. Sure, it's a classic. Uh, but I couldn't have told you who it was by. It's just one of those things that just feels like has always existed, and there's no real reason to search it out. You know, you're going to hear it on the radio, so why does it matter? Sure. But that's where we come in to yeah, tell you this stuff. That's right. Now you know. Uh, Wells Kelly left the band Orleans and played with Clarence Clemens' band, um, which is kind of neat. Okay. I didn't even know Clarence Clemens had his own pretty either. side piece, but apparently he did that for a year or two. And then he went to play with Meatloaf in 83. He became Meatloaf's drummer. Wow. Um, and he died while on tour with Meatloaf in 84 over a heroin and coke. Uh, had a little, uh, little problem there. Found yeah. on the stairs in London. Oh, but I well. guess if you tour with Meatloaf... What, what do you do? I mean, all right, yeah, when in Rome. When in Rome. Okay. Uh, on lead vocals, um, keyboard, and he actually plays bass on this track, um, but and he also plays trumpet, and he does the melodica solo. We'll talk um, about that later. I Larry bet. Hoppin, one of the Hoppin brothers. Um, nice melodica solo. Um, uh, we can yeah, definitely talk a lot about that, but he played... Um, he played bass in the band. Kind of some back history on the band. Um, this is one of the brothers. Uh, the brother that plays bass, who I'll talk about next, is Lance Hoppin. I guess I can kind of group them together. Um, he plays bass, uh, and but he actually plays guitar on this track live. Because um, they're just lads. They're brothers. So the, Larry and John Hall and Wells Kelly were a three-piece for a while. So the three of them, and they would swap instruments on stage during all their shows. So they would just, they all play every instrument and they move around, which I think is a really cool concept. Love it. I love it. Multiple, those of us that are multiple instrumentalists would love to, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah. I'm sure Rob would too. Um, and, but Wells, the drummer, really wanted to play keyboard, but he was the best drummer of the four. So he ended up being their drummer um, when they, you know, permanently have a set. Because once you go touring like that a lot on a big stage show, you can't change Every yeah. every song. Right. It just doesn't flow. Um, so the three of them were like, well, we need a bass player because we want to play our other instruments. So that's how they got Lance hopping into the bass, into the band. So He just hopped right in there. Oh, man. He was just so good. So now him and Lane Hoppin, who is one of the three brothers, now plays keys in place of Larry Hoppin who um, actually committed suicide in 2012. And uh, the two of them are my favorite members of this band. And they tie in to the third brother, who's no longer with us, because of this story. When I was dating my now wife, I, uh, I made this video, or contacted a bunch of bands for our one-year anniversary, um, and asked them if they would just send us a congratulatory video of our one-year anniversary. And I got in touch with Orleans, and this is the video clip that they sent us for our one-year anniversary. So I'm going to see if we can play just this little audio clip, and then I'll tell a neat story to follow that up, um, which actually ties into the podcast. So this is Orleans congratulating us on our one-year dating anniversary. Okay, so I just want to say hi and happy first anniversary to J.P. and Taylor. Right? This is Brad's first anniversary? That's what you call me. Well, first year. I didn't get that from this. Maybe I'm wrong. We hope you're singing and playing still on 
you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Just like us. Yeah. Exactly like us. That's better than us. So happy anniversary. From Warbeans to... It's so sweet. So anyway, that's the three brothers from Orleans wishing us a happy one year anniversary. So follow up story to that. Unless Rob, you guys say something. I'm just I'm just overwhelmed with a how sweet this whole concept is that you <laughs> that you did this that you got this done and the number of bands that you got to respond. There's quite just a few. Take a second before you tell this story and okay. tell tell just some of the people who responded to you. Uh, Lance Hoppin from uh, well, the, Orleans is on there. BB uh, Mac did a video for us. Those of y'all that don't know, BB uh, Mac from back in the day. Um, uh, Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Striper. William Fitzsimmons. Uh, there's a, a um, there's a bunch. I and can't afford them. And you, you didn't get Look. video shoutouts from them, but you got responses. Oh yeah, I did get responses from Coldplay and U2. So I got I, autographed, personalized memorabilia from Coldplay and U2. That's insane. Couldn't get video or audio with them. And this but. is just this is just by asking. A, a lot of I mean, asking, persistent, like persistent professional asking. asking, and kind asking. Wow. So there's a lot of good folks out there that that believed in my story. And they liked it. It was so neat to hear the different people that would talk about, you're doing what now? You're trying to pull what off? And you've yeah. got who? And yeah, I'll participate. Wow. So, um, so cool. That's anyway, just, I so, love it. Infinitely I love you, babe. Cool. Okay, uh, so tie it back into Orleans okay, here. Okay, so tie it back into Orleans. So that video, I saw them a couple of my, or a month or so ago, and I'm meeting them after the show, talking to them, and I'm like, hey, you guys won't remember me probably, but... In 2011, you guys sent me a video for my one-year dating anniversary um, with my then and now my wife. Um, we were dating then, and I just wanted to say thank you. And Lance Hoppin, who's the bass player, was like, absolutely, I remember that. And he's like, that's one of the last times all three of us were together. I remember it because it was before a show. Um, he, he told me where. I can't remember where. He's like, but I remember we all three got together and we're like, hey, we need to do this for this kid because he's put through so much effort to send us emails, and I still have the email chains from all of them, um, and I didn't know which one was which on the email chain, like which hopping was which hopping, because they're all like, and then a number, something at Hotmail, all three of them, so. Not I, to give out their email address exactly. on the podcast. Sorry about that, um, but uh, yeah, so I emailed them later, um, a, few, a couple of years later, just to say thanks again, it was on our five year, and just, hey, just letting you know we're still together. And Lance replied back, you know, hey, you can remove this one from your email chain because he's he's looking at us from another place and looking down. So that was kind of powerful because I, wow. I didn't know which one to remove um, just based off their email. Um, con- but cool guys, cool guys, great guys, great musicians, great songs. And for them to take the time to do that and to remember the story and the fact that I got to be part of one of the last times the three of them were together as a family, it's it, it speaks volumes. Yeah. So it's kind of an impactful story. And you and your wife are now tied in with Orleans, yeah, like so as part of like they have memories of you. They know me, that they Isn't remember that me, yeah. Like whereas you guys, you know, as hey, I remember when I heard that song. I remember, yeah. when, they're like, oh yeah, I remember when we did this video for this kid for this in kid. Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of neat. But I also got to ask them a question. So we're going to try to do as many celebrity interviews as we can when we get them. So I ask them a question. That's right. This is recently. This is You recently. saw them again. Saw them again. And uh, so here's my question for the podcast that I asked the two remaining brothers, Lane and Lance Hoppin. And uh, the question I asked, you can hear a little bit of it. But if it's, And I'll ask the same thing to Rob afterwards. If you guys are on tour 
and you go into a gas station, what do you get? What's your candy or food of choice if you go in a gas station? And here's their responses. Candy bar at a gas station. What's your candy bar of choice? You go in there. Candy bar of choice. Uh, I'm more like an M&M. M&M? Hershey's dark chocolate. Hershey's dark chocolate. Okay, thanks. So there we go. Uh, it, we got M&M's peanut. Peanut M&M's from Lance Hoppin, the bass player. Okay, all right. Bass player likes the peanuts. Uh, keyboard player Lane Hoppin chooses Hershey's milk chocolate. Hershey's dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. Yes. Hershey's dark chocolate. A little dark chocolate. Yeah. Um, so that's there uh, for those of y'all that... What do you guys get when you go into a gas station out there in podcast land? Rob, what do you go into a gas station? We're talking What's candy, first? like sweets. Can, you go into a gas station, you can get chips, you can get gummy worms. What okay. do you pick? All right. My go-to is probably going to be a Snickers. I'm, okay. I love some Snickers. Uh, alternately, Reese's, some variation of a Reese's. Okay. Uh, you know, peanut butter cup, big cup, nutrageous. Uh, maybe, probably not so much the fast break, but either Snickers or Reese's of some kind. Okay. I'm probably going to go Three Musketeers because when I was growing up, my mom would be like, you can have any candy bar you want, and that's the biggest candy bar. That's the most ounces. So I felt like I'm getting the most for my money. Gotcha. Yep, okay. yep, yep. Uh, do you have a, um, do you have like a dark horse that's your, like, Ooh. you know what I mean? You just kind of get in the mood. Like, I'm a, I'll get a zero bar. Okay. On a, on a, you know, if I'm not... If I'm just feeling a little whatever that day, I'll get a zero bar. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of a creature of habit, so I get my, <laughs> my one-offs. I mean, I don't know. I'll get anything Little Debbie-related in there. Ah, true. true. True, true, true. Shout out to Little Debbie. Big fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the sponsorship. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much the band. That's the Meet the Band of Orleans. Good guys. Um, oh, other one, one other Lance Hoppin fact. Joined the band on Halloween night of 72 for a show. So that's there you go. There you go. Join in. And he did so that Larry could play keys that night. Aw. So there you go. They're just so sweet. They just like to take their shirts off and (laughs) be around each other. That's right. You know? That's right. (laughs) Um, So this is kind of funny because I kind of feel the same way about this song. The song was written by John Hall uh, and his then wife, uh, Johanna Hall, Johanna, Johanna, um, and, you say um, Johanna, I say Johanna. Absolutely. And it's probably Johanna. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, but according to her, um, he wrote the melody first, and then she suggested Dance With Me as the title after she first heard the melody. And he he thought, nah, that's too simple. Like, you know, Dance With Me, it's too, you know, it's a pretty obvious choice. Um, and then the couple were out driving one day when, when uh, Johanna, struck by inspiration, blurted out the lyrics, pick the beat up and kick your feet up. That's coming at the end of the chorus. Um, and uh, John was won over to the idea of, of her uh, writing the lyric for the title, Dance With Me. So he thought, you know what, it's good. And I agree. I, I, you know, upon hearing it, if I were writing the song and you said, let's call it Dance With Me, let's write, you know, I'd go, come on, that's played. You know what I mean? That's played sure. out, man. That, that's too simple. We need a hook, you know, yeah. we like, we need a, you know, but this is one of those songs that, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. I love songs that take place in a moment. This, this, mm-hmm. it, this is a song that is not a story. This is all a, you know, this is said, this, this song is said with one sentence and a look, yep. you know, one sentence and a wink. Mm-hmm. This is one just moment in time captured Come on, babe. The moment's right. Let's dance. Yeah, that's all this is. Rob talks a lot about that on the "When Did You Fall" podcast from yes. season one with Chris Rice. Yeah, so that it, the, the whole song you've stretched out. You stretched out a single moment into four minutes mm-hmm. of storytelling that is rich and it's 
It's, you know, it's sweet and it's pleasant and it, it you know, it just captures something really nice. That's very cool. Yeah, it's good. I enjoy it. We, uh, we, I know we saw a little minute of the video. You've seen the video with the three faces, the three parts. Yeah. Three, three awesome faces. That's actually from a show called uh, Midnight Special. Midnight Special. I got a whole collection of the DVDs of Midnight Special. Did you order it off TV? No. I got it at a, like, yard sale. Ah. So I guess somebody did order them off TV, and they're like, what in the world? I don't even have a DVD player. Yeah, it's one of those late night infomercial yeah, Time deals. Life concept yeah. buys. Um, so I got the whole thing That's for cool. $12. Yeah. All these. So uh, anyway, this video is from that. But those of y'all that haven't seen it, look it on and watch it. And I challenge you to go to minute 223. Maybe we'll look at that here in a minute. Because wow. it's a live setting. The way Midnight Special works is it's them playing live. And they just and it's it. real live. It's real live. It's not live. like those yeah. older shows where they would it would appear live. Look but live. they would just be lip syncing, playing the, playing yeah, the track. No, this is Guitar's live, not live. plugged in. You know. Yeah, this is live, live. And you can tell because minute 223, it looks to me... Like the drummer, Wells, burps. Like, look at, we're going to pause here, and I'm going to let Rob be the judge if he thinks at minute 223 it looks like Wells burps. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's Definitely burps. 100%. Go watch the video. Go just, watch the video. Skip to about minute 220 and wait yeah, for it. Yeah, just, just wait for it. it. You'll know. The drummer... Definitely burps. He definitely. Or I think more accurately holds in a burp. In a burp. Yeah, like, he's, he's in the middle of this big vocal part. He's just came right. out and it's like mom's meatloaf. And he's singing. Here we go. Oh, meatloaf. And That's a little reference to him. <laughs> he's trying not to burp into the microphone oh, on man. national television. He's right there. For yeah. All eyes. We've all done it. It's, it's fine. It. We've probably, well, We've probably done it on this podcast. I burped Twix Paw one time. <laughs> That's right. Recently. We've been yeah. through this. We've been through this. So, cool video. Neat little three faces. It's um, nice. And well-performed live. Yeah. Like, they, a lot of uh, three-part harmony through this whole song. Sure. Uh, and they pull it off really well live. Absolutely. Very nice. And there's some tricky guitar parts underneath, too, while you're yeah. singing. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have tried to play a tough guitar part and sing a harmony part over top of it. It's pretty challenging. It is. You have to you yes. gotta focus. Sure so. can be. Um I wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of three-part harmony. We've never really talked about this before. Rock and, and it's foundational for uh, for pop music and, you know, all, all kinds of music, choral music from way back in the wherever until now. Three-part harmony, four-part harmony um, is a very important uh, cornerstone of a lot of that. Um, so without getting too in-depth, I just want if, to, if you're listening and you've never thought about this or never uh, had it explained, the concept of three-part harmony um, it goes like this. So you have a, a melody to a song, and that would be, in this case, Dance with me, I want to be your partner, can't you see? Um, Three-part harmony is when uh, two other people join you, and they sing notes that are different from the melody, either higher or lower, uh, but they fit into the same chord that's being played underneath the vocal parts. So in other words, this song is in the key of D, and... Um, his, you know, his first, uh, I'll sim- simplify here, but his first, um, his first melody line resolves on an F sharp. Dance with me. That's an F sharp uh, in the key of D. And so you would have, in this case, somebody else singing an A above it and a D below it that makes a chord. Uh, all chords are made up of three or more notes. And um, so if you just have two notes, you have a harmony, but you don't have a chord until you have three notes. So um, three-part harmony is the process of, of just 
using vocals to, to create harmonies and create chords. Sing a chord. Yeah, then you can sing a chord. Um, and so you're just basically using voices to duplicate what the instruments are doing underneath, which is, you know, making chords. But it'd be, it, it's really interesting, and this is why it's beautiful, and it has, and it has remained such a staple of, of music, to be able to move those chords uh, with a melody. And you can move it around and create different chords and, and feelings uh, and emotions with all the different notes that you can use to create three-part harmony. Um, other examples of, of bands who made great use of uh, three-part harmony, bands like uh, the Eagles, um, like... Uh, the, talked, the Beatles. Yeah, the yeah. Beatles have some great three- and four-part harmony. Um, I'm a big fan of a band called Exile. You remember Exile? Oh, yeah! I want to kiss you all over and they've over got, again. They've got a great song. I don't know why. It's not really my uh, favorite kind of song, but uh, maybe my favorite Exile song, uh, and is a great example of, uh, of three-part harmony, is called One More Chance. I'm going to play you just a second of it to let you uh, kind of hear what we're talking about. So that's some great three-part harmony without a bunch of instruments in the way. Just give you an example. That's just three, you know, three voices singing in harmony to create chords. And as the melody moves, so moves the harmony, and it creates a whole other bunch of big set of chords in the process. Over so like the 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 band can be playing the same chord over, you know, uh, uh, under all of that, and the melody as it moves and the harmonies move with it move in and out of a bunch of different chords over that one chord. It's very cool, you know, kind of meta thing that happens. It's just wonderful. It's beautiful, and I just love, love it love so much. It makes era. me want to take my shirt off and hang out with some dudes. Yeah, a lot of that kind of country era and that's really good music. Exile yeah. and Restless Heart. Yes. And Little Texas and that kind yeah. of stuff yeah, right yeah. there. That's a, that's a good genre that we need. Shenandoah. Oh, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. touch yeah. more on, on a lot of that good stuff. Good call. So, uh, so, yeah, they do a actually a day at CMA Fest where they just Get all those older bands together and get together. It's good, good, good times. Good call on that, Rob. I like yeah. that. Um, covers so, or you wanted to cover I, one more thing. Well, yeah, this is good. Co- good covers of this. Um, it was covered by uh, the Brady Bunch. Yes, I, I couldn't find it. I saw that. Did you find? I it? I didn't want to find it. Okay. Yeah, I didn't want to know. On there, uh, but it seemed about right. Okay. You know what I mean? Kind of same level of general like happiness. You know, whatever. Sure. Like, uh, but it was for the. I think it was for the pilot episode of like the Brady Bunch Variety Show mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Brady Bunch Variety Hour or something like that. Uh, also covered by Bobby McFerrin. Yes. I, have you heard it? I like it. I did. It. it was very cool. It's kind of j- Latin jazz feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I like that It's one. very different. It doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like the same song. It does yeah. not sound like the same song. But uh, Bobby well, McFerrin is the, the guy who did Don't, Don't Worry, Be Happy. happy. Yep. And, and he makes a lot of his music with his voice. Mm-hmm. So he'll do... Um, Y'all you know, know Don't Worry, Be Happy? Play a little yeah. Don't Worry, Be Happy. It's okay. a good one. It's a fun, fun, fun jam. You know that one. You know that one. That's all his voice. Like he's he's slapping on his chest to make the percussion. He's whistling. He's doing, yeah, he's doing all of it. Um, so uh, yeah, Bobby McFerrin's cool. He's so he's got a cool cool cover version of this. And uh, Engelbert Humperdinck of all, which is not it's not 
unthinkable that Engelbert Humperdinck would have recorded this because, you know, whatever. But he recorded it in 2005. Like, I... He's, the other day. He was born in the 30s. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's... I just wouldn't have expected... Kind of modern. First of all, why'd you wait so long? You know what I mean? Like, you've been recording an album a year for however long. You know, why Why not? Just do it. But, uh, yeah, 2005, I thought, geez, that's that's a long time to wait from Engelbert Humperdinck. He, uh, he was on my favorite story about Engelbert Humperdinck. He was on the... I don't think it was the Tonight Show, but I feel like Jimmy Fallon was involved somewhere. Maybe it was the Late Late Show or okay. whatever before, um, before the Tonight Show. Uh, no Late Late Show with him. What was it? The... Um, you know, the this, this, this show that Seth Meyers does now. The, anyway, that one. The Late Show, I guess mm-hmm. it is. Um, yeah, and, Late Show uh, with Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. yeah, but it probably wasn't even him. Who even knows? Anyway, he said, um, he said, they asked if, might have been Letterman. He said, uh, can, can I call you Humpy? And, <laughs> and he said, you can call me Humpy, you can call me Ingy, just don't call me Dinky. <laughs> well, no, I just go. thought that was funny. All right. So anyway, he's old and he did a cover of this. So that's cool. <laughs> Uh, another neat neat thing about this song is it is it features a solo from a, a it's not a rare instrument but it's just uncommon to hear it in in popular music and it's called the melodica. You got anything on the melodica? Yeah, a little bit. Um, it's kind of a combination of a harmonica and a pump organ and a keyboard kind of all yeah. put into one. Um, I've got a little bit of songs that use melodica, so I know you probably did too. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we want to go alternating fashion. Sure, let's that go for way. it. You uh, you want to go first? What's I only have name? a few. Okay, I've got looks like one, two, three. I've got four. Okay, so, all yeah. right. Go hit me with one. Uh, Boy in the Wall, REM. Oh no, don't have that one. Okay. Uh, Gorillas, Clint Eastwood uh-huh. has a you know Clint song. Oh, Gorillas the band. Gorillas the band. I thought you meant Clint Eastwood made a song called Gorillas. No, no, no. The yes, I'm sorry. The band Gorillas. The song Clint Eastwood. You know, uh, the future is coming on, is coming on. Their first, their first single has a melodica in the background. Okay. The distance cake. Really? That instrument they play that does the 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 hook underneath is a melodica. Oh, okay. Um, Now this one, I think I know where it is. Uh, I, I I just had to hear it, but uh, Champagne Supernova. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's and I can, in the middle, right? No, it's in the beginning. Actually, the it's towards the beginning, the underneath playing the chord part, and you can watch him play under on the video. They show like an aerial shot because uh-huh. I put that, in, and you can see him like crouch down the oh, other one playing. Okay, it's not interesting. The one on the guitar, yeah. So it's in there. All right. Um. How about Babylon Sisters by Steely Dan? Do you know that one? I don't know that song. I, I, like Steely Dan, I dig it. I like it. And there's a there's a section in there that's got some uh, a melodica thing. Um, although I think live they might just do it with a keyboard. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, I've got one more. I've got one more too. You, you go 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 ahead. Black Street, don't leave me. Really? The solo in there. Those will be able to. They'll only know one Black Street song. Sure, that would be no diggity. No diggity. Yeah. But there's a melodica solo. It's like in a song called Don't Leave Me. It's a really huh. long melodica song. That's cool. It's uh, Melodica is a thing where if you can't play a harmonica like Stevie Wonder, but you can kind of play a piano, yeah. you can play a Put harmonica yeah. and get pretty close. Yep. yep. Play, I good. mean, you can play a melodica, melodica and get pretty close. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way to, to do it. Okay. Um, what's your what's yeah, the? I've got one. Uh, okay. When, when they're live in concert, Jars of Clay uses a melodica for a cover of the Jerry Rafferty song, Baker Street. No! 
he's, he won't leave us. He's everywhere. Jerry Rafferty Jerry is everywhere. Rafferty. That's right. Jars of Clay covers Baker Street live, and Dan Hazeltine, the lead singer, uses the melodica uh, instead of the original saxophone. He plays the chorus. Uh, of Baker Street. Rob can't get away from Jerry Rafferty. I can't. He's everywhere. He's I, everywhere. I mess up one time and all of a sudden Jerry Rafferty invades my whole Follows life. We're going to get him on. He's going to be our next celebrity interview. Oh, man. Um, one cover that we skipped that I want to go back and hit. There's a couple more that I had. But I got to talk about the Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert version of this song. I have no idea what you're talking oh, about. Oh, yes. On the Stephen Colbert show, he asks... Steve Carell to sing a song with him, and this is the one they pick. No kidding. Play it. Look it up. That's it's, amazing. It's, uh, it's it's not that. It's I wouldn't say it's that great, but apparently Steve Carell is known for being asked to sing a lot of places when he goes with his friends, and this is the one that Stephen Colbert picked with him. So check it out. But people still don't know that you're a great singer. Well, that's not really true, but thank you. <laughs> That you're a great singer, or yes. that people don't know? That I'm a great singer, but that's nice of you. Here's a classic, right? Dance with me. <laughs> I want to be your partner, can't you see? The music is just starting, night is calling, and I am falling. Dance with me. <laughs> Oh, oh man, they, they don't stop there. Be so giving, I feel free. I hope that you are willing to pick a beat up and kick your feet up. Dance with me. Yeah, if you get a chance wow. to go watch the Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert uh, wow. trying to attempt the dance really with me. And you know what? It must just be something about the song because halfway through the song, they've got their hands on each other's thighs <laughs> and they're just swaying back and forth. It must just be the vibe around Orleans. They just put off that vibe. We're just being lads. Now, now do you see Steve Carell as Michael Scott? As Brick Tamlin for from uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. What's your what's your uh, my first thought of him when I think of him probably by now would be the Michael Dana Scott Lock, character. Yeah, Michael for Scott, a right? long, 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 long time it would have been Brick from Anchorman. Sure, but yeah, but yes, he's 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 favorite yes, Brick he's moment or favorite Michael Scott moment or quote uh, or <laughs> favorite Michael Scott favorite single favorite Michael Scott moment is uh, him declaring bankruptcy on The Office when he just walks into the room very sternly and says, I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> that's awesome. I'm a <laughs> yeah, huge Office fan, huge Michael Scott fan. I think I like the, um, oh man, I can't remember who, I, it's, I'm going to botch this. It's like if I, he's like, if I come into a room and it's Hitler, somebody else, and Toby, the guy he doesn't <laughs> like, and I have two bullets, he's like, I'd shoot Toby <laughs> twice. <laughs> I hate that I missed the, the line of Oh, it. gosh. Like, yeah, man. It, it, so many great moments. Prison Mike. Yeah. Prison Mike is probably my, <laughs> Prison my second favorite. Yeah. Um, bringing it back to the podcast a little bit, the Threat Level Midnight. Yeah. The movie that he yeah, made had Billy Joel. Michael Scarn. Yeah, Michael Scarn. Billy Joel featured in the soundtrack two times. Yeah. Two times. 
Yeah. Let's go. Good Great job, moment. Steve Carell. Yeah, good job. What no, no, he says. How about that? That's fantastic. Yeah, sang a little dance with me with Stephen Colbert. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you got anything else on the song or on Orleans or anything? Um, I think, you know, we pretty much pretty much got it here, except for this. I'm super shocked by this because this is where I assumed that you were going. You texted me. Okay, so when, when JP and I are, are preparing, we'll send each other just a starter if we think we're going to have a side conversation. Think we're going to end up here. Right. So, like... Uh, you know, I'll say, um, okay, just think of your favorite solos by a left-handed guitarist. And then we'll come together and, we, and then we talk about it because it ties in somehow to the podcast. So sometimes just, we don't prep each other with that and we just hit them live. But sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. we do. But if it's something that we feel like it might require a little bit of thought, sure. you know what I mean? So JP texts me as we're, as we're doing prep work for this um, and says, think of your favorite uh, Michael Scott from The Office Moments. And... Um, as as we just discovered, the Stephen Carell is is Steve Carell is tied into this by him performing this with Stephen Colbert on the Late Show. But that's not where I thought you were going with this. Okay, because the other place that the melodica is featured prominently is it's the lead instrument on the intro song to The Office. Whoa! That's a melodica. Holy cow. That's where I thought you were going with this. Oh my goodness. Orleans. Isn't that Steve funny? Steve Carell Melodicus. How about Steve Carell coming through big? Dude, let's send him out with the theme song from The Office. Let's do it. That's what we're going out Thanks with. so much for listening to this week's episode of The Great Song Podcast. We'll catch you next week if you're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Zanglar, whatever you're listening on. Thanks so much. I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music.